back to another episode of Black Quintessence. Um, I want to first start off, because this was heavy on my heart, to all my Harbins, my family. <laughs> I need you guys to stop having your friends, your female friends, sing at our family gatherings. I need it to stop immediately. I'm tired of having these nasally broads <laughs> who really can't sing, sing at our funerals or weddings all of that y'all know what i'm talking about those of you that listen if you're listening and you're part of my family spread the word to the other family members because i need to stop i'm tired and i'm tired of them singing take me to the king i needed to stop <laughs> i needed to stop i needed to stop the way they sing i need to their that car engine that's their voice I'll walk, sis. Never mind. No thanks. <laughs> Sorry. I had to get that one off my chest. It was hit. It was there. Um, but hello, everyone. Hopefully you guys had a great week. Uh, my week has been pretty decent. Can't complain. Let's go ahead and get on into current events. First, I want to start with an article I read. That has confirmed that the Boondocks are making a comeback. Yes, the Boondocks, the animated series at least. I know the comic strip came back I think last year. But they're saying that the animated series is making a comeback to Adult Swim. Now, the thing is this has only been confirmed by John Witherspoon. Um, I know the executive producer Carl Jones has been talking about it, but he's never confirmed it. But John Witherspoon confirmed it on the Joe Rogan show experience. Excuse me, the Joe Rogan experience. So I don't know. Um, there's no word, though, from Regina King, Aaron Magruder, who is the creator of the show, and a few other people that are in you know production with the show. There's no word from them. There's only word from John Witherspoon. So... Um, I don't know. For me, I loved the Boondocks when it was on. I did. I loved everything about it. But my one thing I will say that um, if Aaron Magruder is not a part of it, if he is not behind it, it's not going to be the same because he made it. It was his baby. That was his show. And I know that it was a whole thing. At least if you watched it from the first two, I think there were four seasons. If you watched it all the way to the final season, you could tell a lot had changed. Like, you could tell he didn't have his hands in it. It was a lot of forced black jokes that just wasn't the same as it was, like, especially within the first season. It was like you could tell the white people, the white producers, and everyone white behind the scenes were trying to make it this black joke, blacks. It almost came off more coonish than satire. You know what I mean? So if Aaron Magruder is not behind this show, it's it's going to flunk. There's no point in them even attempting to bring it back. At least that's my opinion. Because it won't be the same at all. Um, in other news, I know you all heard about, you know, Dionne Warwick making her comment about Beyonce and the Beehive going in for the attack. Um basically you know she was saying it started with an interview with her you know mentioning how basically she doesn't believe there's any icons of this generation you know what i mean along those lines of saying there's no classic or icon or iconic artists of today's day and age and at the end she was like you know and then she was quoted to say 
And quote, that's not as you guys say, throwing shade. It's looking at it with reality. Um, and then she was to mention saying, I don't know if 10 years from now, anybody can actually sing the songs of our babies today. So to me, you know, that's her, you know, God given opinion. She has that right for that. And then I guess somewhere down the line, she was asked about Beyonce and, um, she had basically mentioned, you know, she felt like she believes Beyonce is, you know, a great performer and, she was like, uh, I have saying that she had admiration for Beyonce Knowles Carter and watching her growth has been quite refreshing. It's wonderful, wonderful to see how she's been able to create what and who she wants to be and who she is. But she was saying, basically mentioning how if she thinks she can sustain that to be an icon like, you know, Gladys Knight or Patti LaBelle or Dave. Johnny Mathis, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. She was like, I doubt that. And she did say that she loves her to death, but she doesn't think that, you know, she's an icon yet, at least. Not that she didn't say that she doesn't think she could be an icon. She just said she doesn't think she's there now and that it's a long road ahead. And, you know, like I said, I know the beehive, you know, really went in for Miss Warwick. And I think most of those were probably like, the younger would be high, like children, because I'm pretty sure any, most of the older people who like Beyonce, they can appreciate that because it's it's her opinion, and it's not to say that her opinion is matters any less or any more because she doesn't because she doesn't feel Beyonce's an icon now, and you know some people might fully agree that you know yeah Beyonce's done a lot, but you know she might not be an icon and it's nothing wrong with that. It's not to say that because somebody feels that someone is an icon isn't to say one It's not to say that, you know, that they aren't an icon because some people might view her as an icon, but then, you know, Dionne Warwick is an older, you know, older lady and she comes from a different time where, you know, you know, it's, it, she's seen a lot in her life and career. So I completely can respect her opinion. She has that right to that opinion. Like I said, some people may or may not agree with her. You have that right as well to agree or not agree with her. For me, it's kind of like, I see what she's getting at. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a while, but I also believe that, you know, I don't, I believe Beyonce's made a gigantic name for herself, especially compared to a lot of people in the industry. I never really, looked at it or looked at her or in the sense where I would say she is or isn't an icon per se, especially not well enough to make it that deep of a conversation. Younger me probably would have went in in that conversation, but as I've gotten older, it's it's not that deep for starters. I believe Beyonce has, especially compared to a lot of the artists of today, like I've mentioned before, she has done a lot more work than a lot of the ones that are you know what they've done today and i think that she's definitely cement herself in music history and just in history in general like i said if you do feel like she's um not iconic or an icon or whatever the case might be then like i said that's your opinion and i believe if you feel like she has that's your opinion as well i don't think either or is going to stop that woman from you know, doing what she's doing i'm pretty sure even her reading about dion warwick she probably respected dion warwick and you know said whatever she said and you know kept it at that i don't think it's deep that deep to go in on this old woman's head about her opinion of beyonce i love beyonce too but it's not that deep like i said um 
In other news, I know a lot of you have heard about this whole the baby incident um, in the Louis Vuitton store. Um, so the story is that I guess some other rapper named Cam Coldheart, I guess, caught him, uh, went, I don't know how to word it, basically went ahead and went inside of the Louis Vuitton store where the baby was. That name is a fucking mess. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that name is so stupid with these, the babies and Lil's and all this other shit. I'm too old for all this. I'm getting too old. But I guess he went in there and I guess decided to heckle and talk shit to the baby while he was in the store. And then was, I, I think the video started. I think there was, I think there was a prior video to him talking shit when he was in the car on his way there. I don't remember. But gets in there, proceeds to talk shit, going off, yelling, hooting, hollering in these people's store. And then I guess in the midst of the video, you kind of see the baby kind of walk up to him to confront him. And then the camera starts shaking, the camera stops, and the camera cuts back on with the baby recording this nigga on the ground, bloodied with his pants at his ankles. I still don't understand why this nigga's pants were at his ankles. I still don't understand that concept. I don't know how you beat... I mean, you always used to hear people say beat a nigga out his clothes, but I guess. Like, <laughs> like it's just weird. It, it was weird. And then it didn't help the fact that the camera you know, blacked out and then came back on with this nigga's pants at his ankle. So it's like, what the fuck? I don't know. But like I said, was left on the ground, bloody nose, pants at his ankles, the baby talking shit with his phone. It it was a lot. And then it's funny because not too long before that there was another incident where I don't I, I don't I think it was at a club. I don't remember. But uh some other dude wanted an autograph from the baby and his security guard roughed him up hella bad, but the security guard said that, you know, um, said that the man hit them first, and that's why they had to take matters in their own hand. But he was saying that he didn't. He was just trying to get an autograph, and I guess he got too close, and the security guard took it too far. I don't know. It's a lot of shit with the baby and getting into fights and shit. So I don't know if this nigga's really not in the wrong or not, or if these people are just getting too close. Now, it seems like with this man, Cam Coldheart, he was talking shit and got his ass whooped. So you can't, you can't run up and not expect to get done up. Like you can't, you just can't do that. But I know a lot of people were saying that they speculated that it was probably really the baby security that did it, but you never know. You don't have proof. And then I was also, I also read that they said that, uh, Cam wanted to go ahead and, I guess he went back to the Louis Vuitton store to try to get the security footage because he wanted to prove to people that his security did all of this. He didn't have anything to do with it. Like I said before, whether it's true or not, he did or didn't. It just seems like this nigga's out here wild. And I don't know this man. Like I said, I know he has that one song, Suge, which I'm not going to lie. At first, I didn't like it, but because it kept getting played over and over, it got catchy enough for me to listen to. I won't bump the shit every day or every other day or even think to bump it but if it pops up in my playlist or i see it or it comes across my mind i might listen to it but i don't know we'll see what happens with this because we'll see how his career goes like i said nigga you're starting to be in the news more for altercations in your music so you might want to cool it down a bit um and that's it for um my current events this week repping the golden state warriors but for some reason i do enjoy their game so i'm not gonna lie i'm, I, I'm watching i'm you know rooting for the warriors so go warriors 
And now I'm going to go ahead and go into my topics of discussion. And with it being in honor of Pride Month, June, um, I want to discuss what being a proud gay man means to me. And just being a gay person. Um, I think for me, like I discussed in my last episode, coming out in the beginning was hard. Like, I didn't want to come out to anybody. I, you know, went about and took my time coming out to people. Um, I do believe that, like they always say, once you come out to your mother or whoever your guardian is, after that person knows, and if they are accepting of it, um, whoever else you tell, it doesn't matter. It truly does feel like if your mother or father or parental guardian, once they know you're gay, you do not care what other people think about you because you have that acceptance and the love from that person that matters to you the most, who you're usually most afraid of. I mean, most people are usually afraid to lose any and everybody in, you know, your personal life after you come out, you have that fear. But once your mother knows, like I said, you don't care. And for me, like I said, um, being, I'm a very proud gay black man like no one can make me feel any shame for being who I am what I am I wake up and every day and I live my life like every other human being no matter what they consider call themselves bisexuality gender identity anything like that I'm a very proud gay black male and no one can ever make me feel any shame for that no one can ever make me feel bad not any ignorant Christian ignorant person person who has their views of thinking it's disgusting or whatever the case might be no one in this planet can ever make me feel ashamed of being gay i do not believe it's a choice of course even you know there's going to be the people of whether it's a choice or you're born for me in my personal opinion i believe you're born gay it's not something that you choose to wake up and be like hey i'm going to be gay today i want to be mess i want to be ostracized i want to be ridiculed i want to be harassed i want to be threatened i want my life at risk to live a life to be defiant that sounds stupid as hell and i anyone that believes that needs to really really open up their goddamn mind because that makes no sense why i would wake up one day and just want to go through the bullshit and things of that nature just to quote unquote be myself you know what i mean so, you know, just like I can't change my, just because at the end of the day, even if I change my skin tone or bleach my skin, which I would never do, at the end of the day, you know I'm an African-American. You know I'm a black person. Just like I can't change my DNA makeup, that falls, in my opinion, falls into my DNA makeup. I am a gay man at the end of the day. And for anyone out there that has ever felt, you know, bad or ever felt, got negative reactions and responses from people just know that it gets better and honestly some other people's opinions do not fucking matter like you have to really go through your life and being like if you don't like the fact that i'm gay oh motherfucking well fuck you and the horse you came in on i hope it's ankles break because who you you live your motherfucking life at the end of the day like i mentioned in my last episode people just mind you need to mind their motherfucking business who I sleep with and what I do is nobody else's concern. Um, it's it's just it's I never understand why people who, especially Christians and people involved in the church, because you motherfuckers are out there 
being just a judgmental, even though the Bible tells you, you know, not to judge people. I'll forget the actual words verbatim, but it is what it is. But y'all motherfuckers know what it is. Even people who aren't full-blown Christians know all the most of the sayings. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? Like, y'all out there with these y'all here having babies and shit out of wedlock and eating shellfish and all that shit and then to turn around and tell me that I'm going to hell for being gay girl bye go sit girl bye go bye 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 <laughs> because to me I'd rather live in my truth being an openly open gay male than to lie because then a lot of people have the whole issue with the DL lifestyle which is a something I'll probably discuss in a future episode but that's, and then there's the reason why there's, and that is a whole nother thing because that's the reason why a lot of men are on the DL because while people sit here and, you know, shit on them talking about living your truth, you don't, people don't have that reaction to gay people, don't have a positive reaction to gay people that will allow someone to want to feel like they can come out. So it's that catch 22 that people don't want to talk about of, you know, I can't stand DL man. And I'm not making up excuses for DL man. That's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is, don't sit here and down talk this man for being on the low, but then turn around and be like, call someone a goddamn faggot, ignorant asses. So, you know what I mean? So don't sit here and make it seem like coming out is just this easy thing and y'all need to stop being de- deceiving and deceptive and all the other stuff. But that's, like I said, a whole nother topic that I'll discuss later. But for any of you out there, all my fellow LGBTQ people out there, celebrate this month with pride, joy, be very proud of who you are. Never let anybody else tell you that you shouldn't be who you are. If they disagree with you and quote unquote your lifestyle, fuck them. Fuck them. I truly believe at the end of the day, if you do not like who I am, what I do, how I do, who I'm sleeping with, who I'm fucking, who I'm doing, who I'm spending the rest of my life, who I love, and you can kick rocks, bitch. And I hope they cut the bottom of your feet because your opinion doesn't matter. Who you are is who you are. Be proud of it. Stand in your truth. I'd rather stand in my truth than live a lie. That was me. Like I said, for me through high school, speaking from personal experience, I didn't do the whole date the girl, even though, and I know a lot of gay men had, and you know, that's a whole another thing. A lot of, and you, it's understandable. You got to keep up appearances, whatever the case might be. I didn't go through the whole having a fake girlfriend in high school. I didn't do that. I didn't really try to too hard to fake. Like I really want to date a girl like that. Cause I knew in the back of my mind that I knew it wasn't there. So I stayed to myself. Um, but, you know, but I didn't tell anybody because I knew that, you know, at the time I was afraid of losing friends and family. And, you know, I didn't know how, to, you know, I didn't know how people would take it. I, it was it was scary. I didn't know how to go about and I didn't know how my life would change with that. But like I said earlier, like once my mother knew, I didn't care about telling anybody. Um, I'm proud of who I am and everything I do. And at the end of the day, gay, black. I'm a human being underneath. We're all human beings underneath whatever title that is wrapped to us at the end, you know, at the end of the day. And I just want for my fellow LGBTQ people to know to always be proud of yourself, always stand in your truth and never let anybody try to dim your light just for being you who you are. Like I said, that's why we have so many instances of these, you know, trans girls being killed because of these ignorant ass niggas who can't be themselves or admit that they're attracted to trans women's 
uh, trans women are do ignorant shit like after you slept with them, you feel some type of way, you feel insecure or whatever fucking insecure or whatever emotion you're emitting and you feel the need to put your hands on this on another person and in their lives and that's you have no right to take another human being's life you know what i mean like at the end of the day so for me like i said everybody out there live in your truth hell even you straight people live in your truth which i think i'm sorry for my straight listeners out there i mean no disrespect when i say this but i know there was a point in time where somebody that was a thing going around where people like well why do they get gay pride you know why do they get a month of being proud of being gay why don't we get a our you know month for being straight anyone that says that is sounds just as ignorant as white people that go why don't we get white history month think about that think about that but anyways i want you guys to have a great weekend have a great pride month and hope you guys have a great weekend um let me know how you guys fill out the episode. Always, like I said, I love interacting with you guys. Follow me on Instagram under Black Quintessence. I have a Facebook page out as well, all in the same name. Also, I have an email, blackquintessence at yahoo.com. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Peace.